with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio begins now. Hear the best in new music, artist interviews, stories from the road, and more. You are now backstage, and here's your host, Mothership. Hey everybody, my guests this week are Brandon and Caitlin of The Midnight Wedding. We're going to talk about their nomination and appearance on the Grizzly Awards, their new album, how it is working with Josiah Prince of Disciple, and pressing subjects like snacks, banana pudding, and the story behind Jake Jones and the box of animal crackers at the Grizzly Awards. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Brandon and Caitlin from The Midnight Wedding, how you guys doing? Doing well. Doing great. How are you? Long time no see. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. It feels feels like it's been uh, quite a while, actually, though. Isn't that weird how time time is? Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's been forever, but it's just been the other day. So we met for the very first time at the Grizzly Awards. Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk about the Grizzly Awards a little later. But first, I want to know more about you guys because I have been hearing about you and hearing about you and seeing some of your stuff. And I don't know a lot about you. So I wanted to get you on here and let other people know more about you, too. So first of all, when did you begin as a band? Well, the Midnight Wedding started in 2019. It was kind of uh, a rebirthing for us. Uh, Caitlin and I had always been playing in bands together since about 2012. The last band that we were in, everything kind of came to a halt. Uh, we poured so much time into it. We kind of had kind of lost the drive there for a little while musically because we, we poured out a lot into the band that we were in. Um, and it just kind of all fell apart. And then about December of 2018, kind of really felt God kind of giving that spark in our hearts to say, you guys need to start doing music again. And, and we just didn't even know where to begin. And so it was one of those things that we were like, okay, we'd already been writing with Josiah. We're just going to do the album. And so 2019 came about, and that's when The Midnight Wedding was born. Awesome. In case people don't know, you guys are married. Now, yeah. when you were in a band together back in 2012, were you married then, or were you dating? We actually met at work. He was my boss. <laughs> <laughs> I think I knew that you were in a band. So he had been in a band already. He's done music for a long time, for uh, longer than I have. One of our mutual friends at work had an event that... She asked us both to come play at, and that's actually when you know, he approached me afterwards, not knowing that I could sing, and um, it kind of went from there. But we just started out as friends and hung out all the time. The friendship grew, and we both realized we had feelings for each other. You know, I, I told somebody the other day, I probably would have married him within a month after we kind of officially started dating because I just knew I wanted to spend forever with him. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all been married for how many years? Uh, seven. Do we have a consensus? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Seven. What year is it? We got married in 2014. So, yes. Yeah, maybe that's uh, better. Give us a date. <laughs> yes. Everybody else who can do math. Let us know. Cause we I have a calculator. <laughs> you do the math, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you started this band. Now, you mentioned Josiah, and we're talking about Josiah Prince, which most people will catch that reference. How did that uh, relationship start? Um, it was actually 2013. I'd been working with a producer uh, previously named Matt Arcaney. I had just kind of got connected with a a festival and they were wanting me to come play at this festival and Caitlin had just started singing with the band too at that time and I was like okay I don't have any band members I need some band members so I, I contacted Matt and 
he was like, oh, okay, I've got I've got a couple band members for you. Um, the craziest thing is Disciple is probably the biggest Christian band for me. I mean, very much to me on so many levels. But I, I didn't know who it was. And he, he didn't tell me. He just said, hey, meet us at, at this church for rehearsals in Nashville. And so I was like, okay. I show up and all of a sudden I walk into the, the church and there is Josiah Prince and Joey West of Disciple. <laughs> and Matt's like, oh, these, these are your band members. So I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny just because I was like, I'm not really sure why Like you reacted that way because I didn't know who Disciple was at the time. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't until after that, and now it's kind of just like, oh, I mean, I know the most people's. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really the same shock that Brayden had. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't even make any sense. Like, yeah. how is this possible? And But Matt and Josiah had been friends um, for a long time because Matt used to play in Philmont with Josiah back in the day. Uh, Matt also worked on the Horseshoes and Hand Grenades album, uh, for Disciple. And so um, that's kind of how they connected. And then he connected with us when we started working, started writing. I did a co-write uh, for one of our songs called Never Again, which is on the album with Matt Arcaney and Josiah. And then that's kind of how the relationship of co-writing and producing kind of developed from there. And now he just did the the last album, the one that you just released. He's worked on that one with you. You've done some things before, though, hadn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we did um, two previous singles um, with with Matt Arcani, so Powerless and Haunted. Um, but Josiah did co-produce and, and did the vocals on both of those uh, singles as well. And that's kind of how the whole production thing sided with, with Josiah, because we'd always worked with Matt. Matt has done a wonderful job um, with production. His life, his career started booming for him, and he got slammed. And so he's like, hey, I'm going to send you to Josiah and that's that's kind of how that went from there yeah how quick did you know it was going to really click pretty much right from the very first uh, solo writing session with Josiah Josiah makes it very easy he's such a lovable person his heart is just as big as his laugh he makes you feel very comfortable and he's completely open to your ideas I mean I think a lot of times our writing sessions not only pertain to just writing music but connecting on friendship level and then there was times even, you know, Josiah was just there as a mentor and sometimes somebody just to listen. And yeah, like I said, he made it very, very easy. Josiah is a very easy guy to fall in love with. Yeah. Caitlin, do you also write or are you part of that process? So actually, all the songs that Brandon leads are written by him and Josiah. And then all the ones that I lead are written by me and Josiah. So we split it up evenly to where it's a really good blend. And that's why you kind of hear on the album the different influences on different songs, because, you know, Brandon's more of the heavy hitter. I'm more of the softer side, worship side of it. Yeah. So like even what he was saying, it is very easy to write with Josiah. I just can't thank him enough because he really brought out what we wanted to say in our album. Initially, for me, when I would write, I would go to him with lyrics that I had written out just in my notes app on my phone or his paper. So, like, I usually just doodle stuff all the time, just keep that process always going. And I would go to him and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling on this song, and I would like it to sound this way. And the crazy thing is, he always could just do it. Mm-hmm. He, so he wrote the music behind all the songs mm-hmm. and uh, then helped us finish with the lyrics and everything. So he did he did a ton, and I'm sure his influences are shown. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I would think oh, quite yeah. a bit. Did it change the style? I think it's the way that we explained how he wanted it. Mm-hmm. It's like he knew 
So, like, Landslide. I mean, I never would have expected certain songs to turn out the way they did, but I really loved the way that they did turn out. So, like I said, for Landslide, I went to him with what it was about, what what inspired it, and I said I want it to sound like a Hailstorm song. I wanted something like that on an album to where I was singing a rock song, because obviously, you've listened to the, the album, that's basically the only one I'm leading a rock song, and... Um, that's how it kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times with Josiah, I would just come to him and say, hey, man, this is what I'm feeling. This is what um, I'm kind of inspired by right now. We would literally just start tinkering around with ideas and words, then build from there. A lot of times with Josiah, it was just like, it's a blank sheet of paper. This is it. This is where we're building from. And a lot of it like came from our personal journey, our scars, our failures, our successes, everything all kind of in between. And, you know, like even with the song Kill Me, we we really go deep and dark with it and talk about um, what it means to be a Christian who struggles with suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation. Because it's something that I, I do struggle with when I approached into it, it. I was having one of those really bad days and the writing session had been scheduled and just it was hard for me to find my creative outlet um at that point and when i came to josiah and said hey i don't know if i'm going to be any good today we just literally started talking um and just started talking about what i was struggling with and talking about what we was going through and then josiah was like well that's what we're going to write about there was a line when i was um really struggling in in the beginning of 2019 i was really struggling deeply uh within myself and i was driving home from work one day and i literally heard god tell me that if i if i don't talk about this if i keep hiding it because I, I hit it from caitlin i hit it from everybody um that i was struggling and saying that if i if i don't talk about this it's going to kill me and when i told josiah that and he's like that's what we're going to write about and so we just started writing about it he is a master songwriter yes <laughs> <laughs> so i would say yeah his influence on it we could have done it without him Backstage with Mothership returns after this. Miller Express LLC is a solid rock radio business ministry partner specializing in delivery, setup, and relocation of storage buildings. More info by calling 803-375-94. Check us out on Facebook at I'm with Mothership. You're listening to Backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio. Tell us the name of the album and when it was released. Um, the name of the album is Anthem for the Outcasts, and it was released Friday, February 19th. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank <laughs> it's you. been born. <laughs> yes. You feel so good. <laughs> feel very good. Um, and we just got news today from um, our radio promoter that Enforcers broke into top, the top 25 in Christian rock radio. So we're in awe that any of this is happening. Yes, <laughs> Okay, so you just mentioned the Enforcers. Tell us a little bit about that song. That song kind of came from a place of, to be honest with you, anger um, and, and pain and shame and, and any anything in between there. A few years ago, I, I made some mistakes. I fell in some hard times. And there were people that I reached out to that I was trying to get back on track with things, get back onto my life. And there was people that I reached out to that I thought that they were supposed to be the ones to help me get restored back to where I need to be with my relationship with Christ. And those people actually became the people that, that shamed me even more, that rejected me. And it, it was such a hard struggle um, because I looked uh, to these people to, to help change um, and help me get back to where I wanted to be because I was already feeling enough shame. I was already feeling enough regret about, about the things um, that I had done. And I was trying desperately to get back 
to where God wanted me to be. And I, I put my trust um, into people I thought that would be there for me. And then I found the best way to describe it is I found the truth between a religious person and a Christian. And, and I unfortunately I learned the hard way and there's a lot of scars. And so with enforcers, I was talking with Josiah again, it was a blank sheet of paper. We we're just having a conversation. I was talking with Josiah about the, the struggle with that, about, about my past, about the things that I, I had done wrong and that I was trying to make right now and the struggle with having people trying to say, you know, God can't use you anymore, that, um, you're done, those kind of things. And, um, he's like, what's right about it? And that's, that's kind of how Enforcers was born. And, um, it was, it was so funny because we were, we were writing the song and I was like, I joked about it, just saying, man, it would be awesome because uh, I could see Kevin singing this. And just I was like, we can make that happen. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, no way. Uh, so and then sure enough, uh, Kevin, when we started recording the album, Kevin came in the studio and, and threw down his amazing vocals. And it's a very direct song. It comes from James chapter four, verse 12, where James says to the church that, we have no right and no place to judge people in accordance to God law, God's law. Only God does. Um, and then John chapter 12, verse 47, where Jesus says, if they believe in me, but don't obey, I will not judge them because I came into this world to save it, not condemn it. And those were very poignant verses for me during that year of change in my life. And to understand that God was with me and that he loves me, regardless of what outside voices are saying, regardless of what people who claim to follow Christ are saying that, that God is still with me. He literally leaves the 99 to find the one. And that's what, that's what enforcers is about. I um, mean, but it's also the flip because we also wrote a song called what I preach where it's like at the same time pointing back, like enforcers points out, uh, but what I preach points back and says, am I being a hypocrite? Am I, you know, being that person and how can I change? How can I become a better person in Christ? That's awesome. Now, I understand that that's going to be one of three videos that's in a trilogy. Tell me about that. Yes. So um, the Outcast trilogy filmed by the amazing and wonderfully talented Joel Burris. We filmed a video with Joel for one of our singles before the album called Powerless back in early 2019. We loved working with Joel. Like, and he, just like Josiah, is a master craftsman. And the way he puts the story together beautifully, it it was just, it was wonderful how the video came out. Um, and so we said, you know, we, we want to film, but we want to do a trilogy. I, I'm a big movie buff. I love movies. It's one of my favorite things. Caitlin and I, before the pandemic, we would try to see a movie about every other week together as a date that we'd go out dinner and a movie. So we were kind of talking about, we wanted to make sure that this trilogy was cinematic, that it was not just about the song, but it was a story that would tell what's going on with the song. Joel was like, okay, so we're going to film three then and we're to tell this whole story, to tell what, what we're talking about, what it means to be an outcast. And first video was the struggle uh, with I Swear, where it comes from Romans chapter seven, things that I want to do, I do not do, but the things that I hate, I keep on doing. And in the video, you see the criminal uh, defeat the, the cop. So the criminal is the bad in us. The cop is the good in us. And then enforcers is going to kind of step into that next realm of what takes place after the end where you see Adrian Biaco, uh, all dressed in white at the very end at the final clip. We don't want to give it to you. But <laughs> don't yes. give it to yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. I saw the, uh, I swear video and it's pretty intense. Joel was like, how intense do you want to go with this? And I'm like, well, as much as intense as we, we need to go, 
And what's crazy is it was shot. We filmed it two weeks before the horrible incident that happened with George Floyd. When we had finished making the music video, there was a lot of reservation. We considered reshooting it to change story because of the violence between a criminal and officer. One day we sent the music video to Mary Nichol and Mary watched it. And she's like, I love it. Absolutely need to release it, but hold off. And so we originally planned on releasing it in June of 2019, and we released it in September of 2019, and it got some great reception. People really loved it, but yes, it is very intense. Well, and I think it's nice that we can make it known that it's part of a trilogy, because I know a lot of people are confused, even though it's set to be continued at the end, but <laughs> yeah, it'll be continued throughout other videos. Yes. <laughs> You just mentioned Joel Burris. He pretty much did the Grizzly Awards. Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. yes You know, when you have Mary Nichol working behind the scenes with her knowledge of the award shows and programs and things like that, and then you have Joel that's actually producing and, and doing video production, that's like, you can't lose, right? Right. <laughs> what was it like going to the Grizzly Awards? This is hard for me to do because I was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was it like getting invited to the Grizzly Awards, and what was that whole experience like for you? I thought it was amazing. We were part of it last year. Of course, we got nominated for one thing last year for Powerless, I believe, mm-hmm. right? So for me, for last year, we were nominated for Powerless, so it was already pretty cool that we got to do that, but it was a little different last year because everybody was from home. Mm-hmm. But then this year, you know, I was kind of expecting a little bit of the same thing, But then when I got there, it kind of became more real to me, just in the fact that I was in the room with so many influential people. And, like, I know a lot of them now, and it shouldn't come as a shock. But at the same time, you know, you get that realization, like, wow, I'm really working with some pretty amazing people. They know what they're doing. And it was just really cool to be a part of it. I felt like this is crazy. I'm a nobody in the music industry right now, and I'm around these people that have been doing this for a while um, and they're known and they have amazing music and we've listened and looked up to them. And so that was just really cool. Seeing how the community is as well. For me, gosh, the, the Grizzlies, I, I'm still in awe that we were even a part of it. Humbled, uh, blessed. I, I'm not even sure there's the right words to express, like just the fact and the fact that we got to perform. Like, and they oh asked goodness, me to help present. present. Yeah. I was like, you know, sure, you really want me to do this? Yeah, and, and our band's our band's production team was there running lights, um, and we we brought our sound system in like that. The whole experience was just incredible. Like it, it's it's a weekend uh, that I I know I'll never forget, and Caitlin won't forget. I still think about it. I wake wake up every day like, wow, we were a part of that, and we got to meet so many amazing people. And on top of it, I finally got to have your banana pudding. Which, <laughs> by the way. Was the obligatory banana pudding reference in the (laughs) radio show. Yes. So So tell us more about this banana pudding. (laughs) It it lives up to the legend. I will say that much. Like, I I definitely, I wanted to have many cups of it, but I I, I refrained and had only one. But it was, yes, Cindy, it is everything everybody says it is to be. So Watch out. You're going to have to brand it now. Yes, you're going to have to have the uh, I'm with Mothership banana pudding. (laughs) Yeah, I have my own box and everything. It was a treat to get to cater for the entire event. I live for uh, taking care of you guys <laughs> it was amazing awesome. thank you so oh, much the soup was delicious yes, too oh my was. gosh yes that in the memory of at the end when we're all standing up there greeting jake jones stole her her animal cookies that's what yes. he was eating it was hilarious she's like those are my animal cookies i'm like <laughs> oh he's eating them that was your box yeah. of cookies 
It was. Okay, and I went up. It's funny. I didn't even know him, and Brandon's <laughs> over there talking to him after the show, and I'm like, hey, these are my cookies, by the way. <laughs> and I think he just was like, oh, someone just handed them to me. And I was like, um, I'm great at telling stories, by the way. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I do like my food, so don't mess yeah. with my food. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, hang on a minute while I write this down. Do not take Caitlin's animal crackers away from her. Yes. That's right. I get angry. Yes. <laughs> the story behind the story, Jake is up there. He's like about 10 seconds away from being alive. And he's like going, I need a prop. I need a prop. I need a prop. I need something funny. Awesome. And he got your animal crackers is what he got. They were really good. They were I, mean, really I didn't good. get any. I'll get you some. But next okay. time, I'll make sure I bring them every time. I, yeah, I do like them. more like cookies, really. Yes. <laughs> they were very good animal crackers. <laughs> very good. I don't know who gave them to him. I didn't uh, see that part. Like, they just handed them to me. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Backstage with Mothership returns after this. Our Performance Service Family is a Solid Rock Radio business ministry partner who offers turnkey e-commerce website design, marketing, and converged technology consulting. Online at outperformancemarketing.com. Check us out on Facebook at I'm with Mothership. Have you guys had a chance to do any touring at all? Probably about the time you were getting cranked up, it got shut down. Yeah, for us, like we did most of 2019 was um, we shot our first music video. We were still writing with Josiah. The recording had just kind of really started um, getting its way into pre-production. And 2019 was a big focus. I think we played two shows in 2019. I know we did Pit Fest. I think there was one other. Oh. Uh, there was a couple, I think, maybe. Everything blurs together. Everything blurs together, yes. Um, and then we had planned on actually releasing the album at the beginning of 2020 when the pandemic happened. And it shut everything down and it delayed, I mean, everything for everyone. We did end up getting to play one show last year, Pit Fest again. Chris from uh, A1M Ministries, we love him very much. And so anytime he asks us to come play, we absolutely will. Yeah, we only got to play one show last year. But this year, we're really hoping that, that we can really get out there and start really touring. Um, we did our first live stream event as well this year and also last Friday as well. Um, and that was amazing in itself. And it's just so nice to finally get it to where we can share it with everybody else. And so far, it seems like people are really loving it. I'm just excited to hear more. Absolutely. Again, it's Anthem for the Outcast. Uh, is that available in a hard copy or is that only available as downloads? How did you release that? The initial release was all streaming and digital downloads. Um, we do have CDs and vinyls. Um, they actually will be available as of next Friday. Um, we're just waiting for the company to make its delivery on them. And uh, we're going to be putting up a link to get out there so people can, can buy and purchase these albums. We've had a lot of people asking questions for physical copies. So um, we have to pick a couple people. I know we said we had a yes. giveaway. Yes, yeah, we have a giveaway. So, um, and so. those people that are were part of the giveaway during live stream event, we are going to be picking your names out here in the next week for the free vinyl that we, we're going to sign for you guys. Um, but yes, those those physical copies will be available starting next week on on a digital store that you'll be able to purchase and buy and then. We'll ship them out to you. But they'll also be available during um, our live shows as well. Do we have a link to that on your Facebook page or do you have a website? It'll be a link that we post to any of our social medias. Okay. And you have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Yes, yep. You're on Spotify? Yes, we're on Spotify, YouTube. Apple Music, YouTube. Yes. Are there T-shirts as well? 
Yes. So we have three t-shirts that will also be available and they were designed by the incredible and amazing Bramlett Brothers at uh, Quiet Strength Design. Josh and Jareb came up with these amazing T-shirts. And yes, those, those are going to be available as well. Quality stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Their work is, is amazing. Yeah. I was going to say phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yes. And I mean, and the only thing that beats that is those two guys' hearts, man. Yes. They're just oh, incredible. Snacks. We just found out you like the um, animal crackers. What do you like to eat? I love me some ice cream. Um, <laughs> funny story about that. When we were touring in 2015. 2015, yes, you were pregnant. One of the times we were doing a lot of touring, we would uh, be at our show probably till like one in the morning. And of course, after that, what's still open when you're hungry and you're traveling to your next um, destination is McDonald's. So we'd go to McDonald's and every time I would ask for ice cream, machine still broke. It's, yeah, it never worked. And I just remember I started getting so frustrated because I was pregnant and I was like, man, I just really want some ice cream at one in the morning, but it's never working. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I really like my Coca Cola. Mm. Not a great habit, but I could go for a dollar Coke uh, mm-hmm. anytime. That's yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me, snacks on the road. Typically, I love I love anything by Haribo. So Haribo gummies is something that I eat a lot on the road. And then anything that's got protein in it. So one of the things that I've learned is being a singer and a traveling singer is you got to have that protein for your vocal cords in the morning or that night is going to be shot. So especially if you're touring like the the incident she was talking about, we had set up five shows and somehow the pathing got really skewed and we drove 17 hours to new hampshire drove 13 hours back to ohio drove another 12 hours back over to south carolina then back to indiana then back to maryland and then back to ohio consecutively we play a show we drive through the night we play a show drive through the night and man if i wasn't pounding some eggs and some protein bars i I think there was even one night that my my voice was just done. Like I had to see everything uh, an octave lower. That long in a car, you are ready to get out. <laughs> and yeah. I know you like some throat coat. Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you. you right you're here. a lifesaver. Yes. <laughs> Love me some throat coat too. Yes, lifesaving this last weekend. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you would like for people to know? Um, well, we start for those that are curious about. The music video, the music video trilogy, we actually start at the end of April filming the next chapter. So we're pretty excited about that. I'm excited because both Adrian and Frankie will be coming back to reprise their roles as the, the hero and the villain. And so I can't wait to get that out there to you guys. Hopefully we'll be able to do more touring mm-hmm. here. I don't know how that's all going to look, but hopefully this summer, not just us, but I'm sure many other artists are ready to get back out there. It's different doing a live stream versus being in an actual room with people Mm -hmm. um it's definitely a different experience it was great but definitely it's different to feel the room Mm -hmm. than looking at a video camera (laughs) or uh nate and charles and or the cameramen (laughs) (laughs) biggest thing is we just want to say thank you to everyone that has been a part of our journey for the last few years and supported us and loved us and just been that constant force in our lives and to all of the new amazing fans that we've been getting thank you guys so much for your support we can't do this without you guys we're very excited to be able to share this it's really cool looking on there and hearing some of the feedback from people 
on on this album and we've talked about it before but this is our heart this album really is our heart and we use the things that we've been through to write it and we just want it to resonate with people and the fact that they're not alone other people are going through what they are and they have someone who will be there no matter what they're going through and will take care of them and love them Everyone is loved by Christ. Everyone. That is the message that we want to give out there to those that are hopeless, those that are lost, those that have been rejected, those that have been outcasted. There is still hope. Your life is worth fighting for. Your life was worth more than heaven and gave up himself for you. And that's how valuable you are, regardless of who you are, regardless of of what you've done. God didn't wake up one day and be like, oh, I didn't know this person was going to sin like that. Or, oh, I didn't. Nothing occurs to God. And the whole point of our album, the whole point of what we do in the Midnight Wedding is we want those people who feel like that everything is lost and all hope is gone, that Jesus Christ is there, that he loves them and will always be there for them. And all they have to do is reach out. That's a good word. It was great to get to meet you guys this weekend, finally. Yes. And uh, get to see you perform, hang out with you a little bit. My husband enjoyed talking with you. And <laughs> Yes. Awesome. You guys are both beautiful people. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, we'll see you out on the road. I want to I want to see a whole show. I want to see all these oh, songs. Yes. And we I need a hard ready. copy of that album, too. We will make it happen. <laughs> Definitely. We will make it happen. Great. Well, thanks for taking some time out to talk with me tonight. And I know you need to get back to your family. And we'll talk to you another time. Thank you so much. All right. Good night. night. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.